I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Well, hello, we're out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host, Craig, joined today by one of my co-hosts, Mr. Brett Rutherford. How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, we're talking Disney Cruise Line, and yeah. so I am really great. You know, at the time uh, this episode releases, I think I'll be under 100 days away from the awesome. Disney Wish, and oh. I am just so excited about that. So I'll tell you how this episode came to fruition. We have a great listener in Jason, and he reached out, and I know that he is a Platinum Cruise member, if I am not mistaken, which means yes. he has <laughs> been on a couple of these bad boys uh, on these cruises. And so Jason reached out and said, hey, I just got back from doing a cruise, would love to come on and recap it. And then also I know uh, someone that plays on the cruise ships, and that's Matt. So we've got Jason, who's a listener beyond the mouse and an avid cruiser. And then we have actually uh, someone that plays and does entertainment on the Disney Cruise Line as well in Matt. And so we're just going to all chat about Disney Cruise Line tonight. Does that sound good, guys? Sounds awesome. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Oh, sure. I'm so excited uh, about the the conversation, but Jason, I guess we start with you, and that is, um, you're a Platinum Cruise member, which, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, and I probably am mistaken, is that 20 or 25 cruises that gets that's, you to Platinum? That's just 10. <laughs> it's just 10. Okay. Whew. So the, right. the uh, they recently released a new level. It's Pearl. That's 25. Okay, that's um, where I got the 25 from. Okay. Right, but uh-huh. basically how it works is like. Uh, so like platinum, it's after your 10th cruise. So I've done 11. So on that final 11th cruise, that's when it actually kicked into effect. Now, dear listeners, uh, it is important to know what the cruise levels are because that determines how far away you're able to book certain experiences that you might want to have on the cruise ship as well, especially if you use someone like Brett Rutherford and BR Travel uh, with Keys to the Kingdom to book all of your vacation needs. Then what you can do is um, you can book further out if you are like a platinum member. Isn't that right, Brett? Yes, that would be be our travel agent, key to the world travel. Oh, yes. okay. I'm going to get it right someday. I'm so sorry. Yes, yes. So, yes. Um, yeah, so I'm happy to book. Um, I have yet to book a Disney cruise. So, oh my gosh, I'm really excited about that whenever that happens. So, listeners, I'm here for you. You're right. You're ready for it. But, but so Jason, tell us about a bit about your cruise history and then then how you kind of came to know and meet Matt as well. And then we can bring him into the conversation. But you've been on 11 cruises now. So talk to us. Why Disney Cruise Line? Why do those cruises? Why do 11 of them? Sure. So I started uh, my first one was in 2005. I was eight years old. So I <laughs> uh, so I uh, started in with the the kids clubs they had the oceaneer lab back then i they still have it now it's a little different but so you know i guess i was quote unquote indoctrinated from a young age um that's perfect uh, (laughs) hey those um, kids clubs look so cool when we go around in the open houses and for uh, sure check those out so and i'm excited about the disney wish has that little slide into the kids club i mean that looks amazing so sure we can talk about that but yeah the, the kids clubs on disney wish are honestly so cool because they have the marvel area star wars area it's just 
the Imagineering area. They they have they have everything. But um, so yeah, I just did. Um, I think what really got us hooked is, uh, or I mean, what got us to keep coming back from a practical sense is the um the fact that you can book your next cruise on uh on your current cruise um you can just book like a placeholder cruise for up to two years in the future um and you get 10 percent off that booking so it's it's a uh, if you plan on doing it anyway it's a no-brainer yeah absolutely and like that's something that i mean i'm already starting to think about while i'm on the cruise ship because right, it's only exactly. a deal while you're on the cruise ship and then there's a, not a lot of and when i say not a lot of really other than when the ships were reopening due to covid which actually matt was a part of which i want to ask about too but other than that there really hasn't been much in the way of discounts for cruises my understanding and again br travel uh can help you out but my understanding is that uh, the earliest that the cruises are announced, that's basically the cheapest price you're going to get, yep. unless you're one of maybe like those Florida residents or somebody that can just jump on a ship tomorrow because there's an opening, then you might be able to snag a deal at the very last second. But let's bring our fourth person into the conversation here, Jason. Tell us how you got to know Matt. Right. So on my uh, on my most recent cruise, uh, I went on one in April of this this year. Uh, it was my first time on Disney Wish. Had a great time. And um, because of listening to podcasts like yours and podcasts like Matthew Kroll's Imagination Skyway, I know a lot about Disney trivia. <laughs> so I started doing a lot of Disney trivia. Uh, I was a bit, uh, dare I say, infamous on the cruise. <laughs> um, yeah, I walk into the room, oh no, we don't have a shot. Um, <laughs> That's perfect. But, and one of the types of trivias was music trivia and that was performed by Matt here. And he basically is an extremely talented pianist and he did his own compositions of uh, versions of Disney songs and he just played the melody and he had to write what song it was. And then a bonus fact about it. Um, and I went to, I think three out of four of those. And I, he approached me at the last one and basically just said, and was impressed by how well I did. I think I set a record for, for the Pixar trivia that he did. We just started talking and, and um, yeah, he's, he's a really great guy. So I'm happy that he could join me here. <laughs> well, and we're happy to have you, Matt. And so talk to us about your story a little bit. We chatted just incredibly briefly briefly before we hopped on to the recording that you've been doing this since about 2021. But talk to us about your uh, sort of your musical journey and how that led to the Disney Cruise Line. Well, yeah, so I started um, on the fantasy in 2021, like you said, opening uh, after COVID, which was super special. But I wanted to work for Disney my whole life in any capacity to play piano for Disney or to compose for Disney or arrange for Disney. Um, so this was actually not the first time that I had auditioned for Disney. How the whole Disney Cruise Line thing came about is I went to went to Disneyland in 2019 because there were piano player auditions for the Golden Horseshoe for a new kind of dueling piano show that they were they were writing and about to start up in January. So I went down in October of 2019 to audition and there were a bunch of us there, of course, uh, but the guy behind me in line was this fellow named Ryan and Ryan works for 
um, works for Disney in some capacity already. He wrote some songs for the Cantina and Galaxy's Edge, which was oh, super wow. cool. So I picked his brain about that while we were in line and we became fast friends. And then, so fun thing, if I had gotten that job, I would have moved from Vancouver, British Columbia to Los Angeles or Orange County or something. And then the show would have started and three months later, I would have been stuck in Los Angeles. And wow, so it's kind of- that's true. So kind of serendipitous that I didn't get that one because now that's an extinct show. It ran for three months and now it doesn't exist anymore. Wow. Um, right? So I kind of stayed in touch with Ryan. I took a couple orchestration classes from him over COVID. And then 2021, June, we were on a Zoom class together. I forget who was giving the class, but we saw each other on the on the Zoom and we kind of messaged each other, said like, hey, good to see you again. Like, how you been? All that stuff. And he said, I saw this audition that I think you might be interested in. It's for Disney Cruise Lines as a piano player. I said, that sounds amazing. I'll, I'll give that a shot. And then sent in my audition. Now they were asking for like, in your audition have like maybe some Disney, but like also some top 40, like go through a bunch of different genres, like some classic swing tunes. And I am a avid Disney fan through and through. I've been to D23 several times now. Love the history of the company. Love, love everything about it. And so so for my audition, I kind of said, well, if you're going to hire me, then I'm not going to play any of that top 40 stuff. But I didn't tell him this. So for my audition, I did just a medley of Disney songs. And I talked in between the songs about the songs themselves and the composers and all that. The whole audition is on my um, Instagram still. I posted it about a year after I got the job. Um, but apparently they liked it. They responded to me and said, hey, would you be all right for a callback. And they sent me some sheet music and they said, can you learn this in two days? I said, yeah, no problem. So I learned it, sent that back to them. And then um, they responded with, would you be free for a Zoom call tomorrow? I said, oh boy, okay, now they're gonna interview me. It's just not about the playing anymore. Like this is a big deal. I got all dressed up. I sat down by my piano, like ready to play whatever they needed. And I jumped onto the call and he said, oh, it looks like you're like all dressed up and ready to play like don't worry you got the job we just want to tell you like if you're still interested and like <laughs> that's perfect wow so that was a that was an amazing moment that was late june 2021 and by august 4th i was on the ship wow that's an incredible oh, wow. change of pace now brett he just mentioned disneyland which is so he's a man after your heart do you have any well, sir but i can i can keep asking him questions all day i just want to if you got something you want to chime in about uh the music or the process go go for it well let's see i th you know you were i i was going to ask you about the audition process and so you've you've answered that but um what when when you heard Disney Cruise Line and you know an opportunity to uh, to perform, what were your first impressions? Had you played on a cruise line before, or a gig's a gig? And I mean, musicians, you know, they have tons of gigs going all the time. But what was your what were your thoughts about joining a cruise line? Um, so even growing up, separate from Disney, I'd kind of always said that I would like to work for a cruise line it was sort of mm -hmm. with the idea of what could be better than traveling the world and getting paid to do it. Sure. And then Disney cruises came up. I was like, well, this is kind of two birds with one stone kind of thing. Get to live sure. both, both my dream jobs. This is amazing. Um, but of course the hard part about being on a ship is being away from everybody and everything. And a lot of the time being away from internet too. internet on the ship is 
not only expensive, but sometimes hard to come by. And by then I was about a year and a half into uh, my relationship with my girlfriend, Tiffany. But we were also long distance anyway. She lived in Portland, Oregon. I lived in Vancouver, BC, and the border was closed anyways. So um, long, long distance was long distance, but it was still, it was still a whole different beast for us with time differences alone yeah. and time differences changing sometimes daily depending if you're in Mexico or if you're in the Caribbean it's oh, wow. you wake up oh, oh now I'm two hours ahead of you and the next day it's <laughs> oh now I'm three hours ahead of you so definitely the biggest hesitation about jumping on the ships was just being away and kind of mm-hmm. Distant a little bit, but it, it all worked out. We got married a couple months ago, and now she lives with me in Canada. So that hey, can, that is so now. So it's like she had the reverse. She had a boyfriend that lived in Canada. When everybody asked yeah. about uh, instead of the girlfriend that lives up in Canada, right? No. Uh, so this is that's all great, but I have a logistics question for you, and that is that. So I, first of all, I find it interesting that they were going to have you play like a, a bunch of different music. For those of you that haven't been on a cruise, literally, I've only been on one. So don't act like. I mean, Jason's really the pro here when it comes to cruises. Brett's been on two or three of them now, Brett. Um, I know you've been on two. Have you been on three? Mm. Uh, well, you know, you don't let me count the big, the red, big boat. red boat, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't count the big red boat. So maybe yes, two. Have I've, you been on two? I've been, okay. I have been on a Disney cruise and another cruise line now. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And big okay. red boat because I count it. Hello. Oh, okay. Okay. So anyway, like, so usually the entertainers there are performing so many different types of roles and so many different types of shows and they might be some top 40 there's definitely going to be a lot of disney there it's interesting that you mentioned that you had to kind of perform too like you as a piano player can't just sit there and tickle the ivories you got to be like giving some jokes you got to be interacting with the crowd as well my logistics question for you is what the heck does it look like a shift actually working on a cruise ship because you're basically living where you work and working where you live. And it just seems like those entertainers, you kind of see them throughout the cruise. And it seems like they're just about everywhere all of the time. And then when we are disembarking, you all are doing whatever you do. I don't even know if you leave the ship or what you do. And then you get right back on and do it all over again. So are you all energizer bunnies? Are you being paid round the clock? I mean, how does logistically, how does all this work? Oh my goodness. Where do I even begin with that question? Um, So Logistically, most days, my day doesn't really start until about 5 p.m. So all that Energizer Bunny energy comes from being in bed until about 4.30 p.m. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, I, I mean, to, depending on the day, sometimes like like my last contract was up to Alaska and all of the ports in Alaska are just oh, beautiful. so beautiful. So during, so during the day, I would get off in ports and go exploring and that's, that's always lots of fun. Um, but... But depending on the day or depending on the cruise, sometimes people have booked weddings on the cruise ship. Um, and so I'm kind of the usual go-to guy that plays for all of the weddings on board. Um, and usually those are, they're either in the morning or in the afternoon. Sometimes we've had two weddings in a day, couple times, very rarely we've had three weddings in a day. Those days are um, But usually my day doesn't start until about five o'clock unless I have a wedding or I'm playing for a Disney Tunes trivia, and I can come back to those Disney Tunes trivia. There's a whole story about those. Oh, um, good. But, yes, but um, but yes, when when all the guests leave the ship, um, 
I'm usually sleeping during during all the during all the guest debark. Um, but it was also nice being um, on the Alaska run because I live in Vancouver and its home port is Vancouver during those uh-huh. cruises. I could go home. I could cook myself breakfast. I could say oh, hi to the, wow. say hi to the cat. Say hi to the family, and then like run whatever errands I needed to do. Then about four hours later, hop back on the ship and do it all over again. Wow, that's inc- that's absolutely incredible. Now I want to get. Uh, oh, Brett, you have something? Go ahead. Well, what's your favorite port that you've? Oh, good, good, good question. Um, let's see. I've never done the European cruises. If I had done those, it would probably be a European port. Would be my guess. Okay. Well, um, good. But, but on the on the fantasy and all the ones that are out of the Caribbean and the Bahamas, I love Cozumel in Mexico. Um, they have my favorite coffee shop on the whole planet. Shout out to Cos Coffee. Um, <laughs> they are delicious. Make the best avocado toast, and they have peanut butter coffee that will blow your mind. It's oh, that's awesome. Um, wow. So. So I'd say Cozumel in Mexico is probably my favorite port other than any of the ones in Alaska. The whole Alaska itinerary is just beautiful. Oh, cool. Great. And that's what I was going to actually bring Jason back in a little bit here too, because now Matt's mentioned and he's mentioned to us and we're going to get into like all the different contracts he's had and uh, all the different ships he's been on. But Jason do you have a particular ship that you really like to call home as far as the Disney cruise line is concerned, or do they all have their own little unique charms? Now I've only been on the Disney dream. I'm going to be going on the Disney wish. And I know that those two are almost completely different in terms of mm-hmm. layout and, and how things are set up on the ship. Uh, but some of the other ones are more similar to each other's, particularly the dream and the fantasy. But what are your thoughts on the, the cruise ship fleet of Disney? So the dream is currently the only one that I have not been on. Okay. Uh, however, I I did just get married last month and we're doing a postponed honeymoon next year doing the Mediterranean 11 night cruise. Ooh, um, that's so, a nice honeymoon. Yes. <laughs> uh, so looking forward to that. But I'd say my favorite ship and my home ship are two different ships. Okay. My, my home ship is the magic. Um, that's the one I started on. I think that's probably the one I've done the most. It just, that's the one I know my way around the best. Um, it, it feels like home every time I step on it. My favorite is now the wish. Oh, okay. um, I feel like it is so, it, it is peak imagineering. I think it learned lessons from the previous four ships and utilize spaces much better, utilize uh, creativity and storytelling much better just in building the ship. I think it's it just, it it made every every aspect of the previous ships, not that they were bad, but it just, it felt more Disney, honestly, with the Disney wish. So yeah, I have to say that's my favorite. And it did make a lot of, it made some, uh, on the surface, I'd say unpopular changes. For instance, it, instead of having like, a few larger pools it has a bunch of mini pools Mm. um but just logistically that makes a lot more sense so that you can have people spread out more and you can feel like you have a more personal experience and not just having human soup you know 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's uh, hu- human soup. I don't know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that one caught me and my, uh, and that one tickled me there, Jason, for sure. Um, no, that totally makes sense. And I, like I said, I'm really excited to hop on it, especially because of the additional Imagineering. I'm excited to go right. to places like Hyperspace Lounge and I'm being, I'm such a Marvel guy and to be able to incorporate Marvel, you know, I've also never been to Disneyland. Of course, that's changing in 2024. <laughs> so I really haven't had a lot of Marvel in my Disney and I'm such a Marvel guy. I mean, I've got mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy and that's uh, about the extent of it in terms of like being able to go to Disney World and experience some of that. So I'm really excited about that. I really am excited about 1923 because it just looks so yes. classy oh, and delicious. so nice and so good. We're only on a three night cruise and I'm positive we're going to end up, Matt, you're already looking at me like this sucker, we got him. He's going to get, he's going to do the placeholder cruise, right? Oh, the, the three nights is not even enough it's to not. to see everything even once. For this, what, this is what happens when you're dating a teacher. Uh, we need, uh, we need to give teachers yeah. more time off. I think <laughs> it's the, the moral of the story, but go ahead, Matt, what were you going to say? No, it's just the wish is massive at capacity. It can hold 4,200 guests and 1,400 crew members. So like, wow. so it is an absolutely massive ship and there's so much to do, especially on a three-day cruise. Like you kind of got to be up at 6 a.m. and going to bed at 1 a.m. if you want to see everything on that ship. It's exhausting too, running around the ship all the time. We did one three-day, well, the, the most recent cruise we did was actually two back-to-back three nights, but... We've done one in 2007. We did a land and sea cruise, four days in Disney World and three days on the Disney Wonder. And it just feels like you're stepping on and off. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel like a complete experience. Um, it was great, of course, but it just makes you want to come back even more. <laughs> there, are, there are definitely many people who booked the wish and just did three and four back to back cruises. They just just go for a week. Yeah, because they- there is so much to see and so much to eat and so much to drink and different things <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah, for better or for worse, exactly. So I was I was very lucky. My fiance at the time got to cruise on the wish um for three like in, in different chunks, three weeks. So one week and one week and one week all spread out. Um and kind of one of the perks of her being on board is I get to eat at all the guest restaurants while she's there. Oh um, nice. I was very lucky. I got to go to each restaurant about six times while I was working on the ship. And I got to try pretty much everything. And yeah, three, I, I I am so sorry, Craig, but three days will we'll beckon hey, you back very quickly. It, it's just the start of something beautiful. But Brett, you've been on The Wish. I mean, what were your kind of like, I know that we did sort of a, we talked about it on the show throughout, but what what were your kind of thoughts about that particular ship? Oh, well, it was, well, <laughs> considering that the cruise that ha- that has no name, um, it's, you know, when I first saw the the ship, I'm like going, well, that's a lot bigger than I remember, you know. That's so a lot bigger than the big red boat or whatever, sparkly, big red yes, ship or, yes, yeah. <laughs> big red boat, so. Um, but yeah, so it was, you know, that was glorious. You know, the, the atrium area was glorious. I just, I loved it all. I was originally going on a three night and that was canceled. Um, and I'm like going, I have a little bit of time here. So why don't I book the four nights? So I did that. That was during hurricane season last year. So, so oh. I did the four night and was very glad that I was able to do that. So what, when were you cruising, Brett? What month? Um, uh, first, it was like the end of September, first of October. 
Oh, you had you had just missed me by literally a week. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's yeah. that's that's funny. Yeah. Now, yeah. Uh, speaking of just missing you, Matt, you said that you've kind of traveled around to a lot of the cruise ships. So can you kind of give us, uh, you mentioned that you reopened the fantasy, which I, I'm sure that that's an experience. I'd love to spend five minutes with you and talk to you about that. But you, where do you go after the fantasy uh, and kind of where, where are you at, like in your process now? Yeah. So I just finished my fourth contract, which was the one up to Alaska out of Vancouver. Uh, first contract was supposed to be just reopening the fantasy. <clears throat> I was scheduled to do that for five and a half months. Um, and then about two months in, they said, um, like, hey, we need you on the wonder because we need somebody to play piano in Tiana's place because we don't have a piano player there. Mm. Right now. Um, and I sent back this whole email like, oh, I've made like I made so many friends on the fancy. I love my job here. I don't know how much I'd like playing in a trio on the wonder um, instead of just solo stuff on the fantasy. And it's, it's okay. In the end, they said, they said like, well, we kind of signed a contract saying you have to go where we send you. So, so, <laughs> I, so I, I went to the wonder and met some of my greatest friends of all time on that ship. One of them I got to play with on the wish a little bit and bass player named Alonzo, just the best dude playing jazz in Tiana's place seven nights a week, like, um, like two sets a day. It was so much fun. So that was my first contract was five and a half months on the fantasy and wonder. Um, and then I got a couple months off and then my next contract was, um, the dream and the fantasy. So it was okay. kind of like two months on one, two months on the other, a four month contract. But within that contract auditions for the wish came available. Um, and I kind of was asking my recruiter since day one, like, hey, I hear the wish is coming out soon. Like any auditions opening up for that? And he kind of said, well, we've already booked the first cast of it, but definitely audition, wink, wink, because I think, wink, wink, you would be a perfect choice, wink, wink, for the wish, wink, wink. And so so I auditioned um, and I got the wish. I said, great. How long's the contract? He said, eight and a half months. Woo. Whoa! So that was that, that was a bit of uh, discussion with the um, with the girlfriend at the time, but that was uh, that was okay. It was an amazing opportunity. Like the wish opened um, in July, August around then of 2022, um, and I was joining in October, so I was part of the second cast. Like most people would be either cruising for the first time, definitely sailing on the wish for the first time while I was on that contract. Um, which was very cool. And part of the contract on The Wish was they also made me the music captain. I was the, the, um, the first ever music captain for the Disney fleet because they learned, they learned a couple of things when they opened The Wish is that they sort of needed someone on board because so much of the music is integrated into the shows that are happening, like the Pirate Parlay deck show. Um, there's live music there with dancers and singers and performers. And then there's the Disney Victorophonics, like the jazz show that happens on the first night in the Grand Hall. And then there's the whole shipwide sets with the Wisher. It's the, the quartet that plays all the shows. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they said, and also the Arendelle trio, the trio that plays in the Frozen restaurant. They kind of said, um, we need a music captain. And they asked me, they brought me in, asked me a bunch of questions on like, on like leading and music directing and they eventually decided I was the right person for the job. So I was officially the first music captain of the 
of the Disney Wish, which is oh, very cool. cool. Yeah. Wow. wow. And then, yeah, thank you, thank you. And then we were there for eight and a half months. In that time, yeah, I got to meet a bunch of super cool people that were cruising for the first time, including friend Jason right here. And sort of over these over these bunch of contracts, um, definitely on my first contract, I sort of said, well, why isn't there, like all of these trivias are so great. I love the Disney trivias, but why does it have to be done with a laptop playing the songs? Like, would you be interested in somebody playing the music live for them? And the assistant cruise director at that time was like, well, do you want to write one? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course I'll write content for Disney cruises. Yes, please, thank you. Um, and so I kind of wrote the first live piano Disney tunes trivia. There were a few others before that pre-COVID, um, but it was very cool to have the opportunity to write a bunch of trivia for Disney. And since I've been there, I've done five Disney tunes trivias that I've written. One of them was the Pixar one that Jason still holds the current high score for. Uh, good um, to hear. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, nobody's topped you out yet. What was it, 37 out of 40? Yep, something like that on a <laughs> nearly impossible trivia but so that was super cool but as well on the wish and this all ties back to the contracts don't worry about in january my my music director from so the disney cruise line rehearsal studios are in toronto um so that's where we went pre the wish to do all of our rehearsals was in toronto meet the band and learn all the shows so my music director there he came onto the wish in january just to check out how things were going see how the music captain role was and things I've learned from and all that stuff and he just sort of floated the idea like um like hey moving forward we're going to be looking for like sort of somebody who would want to come to the Toronto rehearsals and sort of do what I did sort of be a music director and I'm like well obviously like throw my name into that hat that sounds super cool not expecting anything would come up this was back in January and I was like yeah what a cool idea throw my name into the hat and so that just kind of sits there for months and months and months. I finish up my contract on the wish eight and a half months later, I come home in May and I sort of am prepping my summer to go up to Alaska in August. And then I got the official email a couple months ago, like, Hey, we'd like to, you to come to Toronto to be the music director for the wish to train up the musicians and teach them all the shows and oh, stuff. Wow. That's so cool. So that's where I'm headed next month. I'm going to Toronto to be music director for Disney Cruises. That's oh, wow. awesome. Congratulations. Very, very cool. Wow. Are you going to be, do you think you're going to be missing the ships at all? Like while you're doing that? Or is it nice because you're a newlywed and it's kind of nice to stay up there and, and good old nice Canada for a while? Is that? Uh, it's very nice to stay in Canada. Absolutely. And um, because of the way we've worked it out, she's able to come there with me and she can stay there for the whole rehearsal period, which is very, very nice. Um, and this is, yeah, and it's only three weeks compared to my usual four and a half months or, or anything. So this will be my first Christmas home since 2020. Oh, cool. that's great. Yeah, I, that is nice. Wait. And then I hop onto the fantasy in January. So it's all, it's all just clicking along. Yeah, that's all. That's, oh, that's all so cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, I yeah. see that you have you have well, our guests who do not see you, see, um, but you are, but you're wearing uh, an anniversary. Is that the anniversary? Absolutely. Uh, this, spirit this is, Spirit Jersey. Yeah, so the, yeah. So so were there any extra musical touches to the anniversary cruises? Um, 
for a very limited time on a couple mm-hmm. of the ships, specifically mm-hmm. like the week-long cruise. There were Shimmering Seas fireworks shows. Oh, uh-huh. Um, I never got to see one because I was always playing during, right. yeah. during the time the fireworks were happening. Yeah. Um, so I never got to see them. I heard they were quite lovely. I bet, um, yeah. As well as the 25th anniversary song, which is an absolute earworm, The Sail of the Shimmering Seas. They did a show on the Wonder. I'm not sure if they do it on other ships now, called Till We Meet Again. Um, oh, uh-huh. And it's all the it's all the characters come out, and you have about 15 minutes of meet and greet time with the characters. But the first, the second time I did it, I surprised the assistant cruise director, um, and like tracked down the music for Shimmering Seas, um, uh-huh. and then snuck it into the Till We Meet Again show, because my introduction with Till We Meet Again was I get on the ship and they say, Hey, we're doing this show on the last night of all the cruises. Can you play for them? And that's about all the context I had oh, for, boy. Mm-hmm. for Tilly again. And so I just played Disney songs. And as it developed, as the characters came down the stairs, I played their theme songs, which is super fun. But then I started sneaking in the Shimmering Seas song. And by the end of a day seven cruise, you have heard the Shimmering Seas song. It's impossible to <laughs> avoid it during oh, the 25th great. celebration. Yeah. There are that's a lot wonderful. of guests going like, oh, I know that song. I know that one. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. That is wonderful. Yeah, and of course, all the characters in their 25th anniversary costumes and Mm -hmm. whatnot. But in terms of how my job shifted or changed, not not a whole lot during the 25th. Right. Okay, great. So Matt kind of uh, alluded to this, Jason, but there is so much to do on a Disney cruise line. And you have probably gotten to experience a bit of everything on a Disney cruise line. And so uh, you clearly like your trivia, but what are some of the other entertainment options on the cruises that you really tend to enjoy? Um. So there are, you know, you can uh, listen to people like Matt. There are just... Um... People playing piano, play instruments, lists. There, there's always some kind of lounge where they're um, just playing music, and you can um, have a drink, have some beignets, and um, on the Disney Wish. And what's what's the, uh, the the Bayou? Yeah, the Bayou. Yeah, yes. There are. Um, I'm trying to think, I usually just do trivia. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of trivia too on my yeah, course. Yeah. I'm like, like, but I was, I, I considered myself, you know, I know a little bit of trivia, but there, I, I was, uh, it was really tough. It was really yeah, tough. I ended there... up, I ended up with, uh, with uh, a, a group that asked me early on, and I'm just like going, no, I, no, I'm, thank you very much, but I'm, I'm perfectly fine on my own. And by the end, I'm like going, when they ask me again, I'm like, going, yes, thank you. I wanted to win something. So, yeah, <laughs> right. so. yeah, there was, uh, there was one uh, Walt Disney trivia that it was a big upset. I did lose by one. Um, oh. And it was some unsus- unsuspecting lady in the corner, like, all right, good. But, um, and, oh, and for the, for all the trivias, I don't know if it's just for the wish or uh, Matt, you can confirm if it's all the ships now where they have different kinds of metals. Yes, they do. Okay. So Um, they have, I believe eight different metals. They, it's something like that that you can earn. And uh, with trivia, it depends on the kind of trivia. They try to get you to go to different kinds of events. And it's, I guess it's not just trivia. They're like another, um, 
Another thing, they have family events like uh, Jack Jack's Incredible Diaper Dash. All right, let's talk about how cute that is, though. <laughs> let's talk about how cute that is. Let's put a bunch of babies, which, first of all, good on those parents for bringing those babies, because there's no way that I'd bring a baby. I would not either. <laughs> I, because I would not have an enjoyable time at all. But uh, Jack Jack, I mean, it's it's good just for the Diaper Dash, which is where they just put all these babies in the middle of the atrium and they try to have them crawl to a line to win. And but all the babies are either just falling over and sleeping, or they're like they're crawling not to moving. The side, or they're not moving, or they're going to their parent. I mean, it's like the most adorable thing you've ever seen. So funny. The hosts always start off Jack Jack's Diaper Dash with our first rule is no betting on the babies. We do not have betting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. That's so awesome. And I know that like you can see so many characters as well. I'd like right. that's what I loved about uh, going on to the cruise. And now I haven't done like a Marvel Day at Sea or a Star Wars Day at Sea. I absolutely would love to do that because I would geek out so hard uh, about that. I mean, I'm already so excited about going to um, Ant-Man's restaurant on the Wish. And so right. I'm so excited about seeing just that little bit of it. But the, the performances, you know, you mentioned there's people like Matt that are just filling the the whole ship with music everywhere but then those broadway style performances are yes. things you could take off the ship and put on a stage anywhere in new york and sell tickets to i mean like they are absolutely incredible the performers and and i remember the first night i was feeling a little bit seasick because i hadn't been on a cruise before and I'm sitting there and like Tarzan is doing flips and stuff on this stage. And I'm just like, how, what, how are you doing this? Like, <laughs> how are you not sick right yeah. now? So it's pretty remarkable. The amount of um, really cool entertainment that they have in addition to just being able to hang out and relax by the pools or be able to watch something on the big screen there. And of course now the wish has their own, they're calling it a, they call it a, water attraction or water roller coaster right in yes. addition i've been on the aquaduct but uh, yes. i'm excited aqua to check out a lot, the aqua it, mouse it is a lot of fun it does have two different stories uh, i think it usually alternates by day and i wouldn't say it's like you know it's not like a thrilling water coaster or anything but you know you, you have a little lift that takes you up a hill and then you slide all the way down all, the, all around the ship so it is a lot of fun definitely a lot of fun at night if you can do it because it's, it's all the lights everywhere so yeah there's there's that to do there's um like you were saying the uh, entertainment um which is the broadway style shows the one i saw on the wish was aladdin and because it was back-to-back -back, i did that was the only one well, like all usually all the entertainment is the same if you do back-to-back -back. so i didn't go to uh, um each one twice but that is the one that i did go to twice it's that good and the guy who plays genie it like anyone who w watches that it'll just if it's the same guy at least it'll tell you they'll tell you he is phenomenal and and he it's a different performance every time like he does a lot of improv jokes that are different from one time to the next so that's a lot of fun there is also a lot of quote-unquote adult entertainment that it, it's more just um more just the the style of humor they have you know comedians they have ventriloquists that and they have those for um family as well but then they they do a, a little i guess raunchier um but it's still disney you know it's it's not necessarily very inappropriate it's still a lot of fun they have that and, and honestly a lot of the uh, when, like adult entertainment that takes place usually after the uh, the main show for families a lot of the time it's just an excuse 
for kids to go do their thing and adults to go do their thing. So it's not necessarily like that all the time. It's just, it's a matter of pre uh, presenting that um, adult only environment. So you, you don't feel like you're glued to your kids all the time, which you're really not. There's time on the cruises, there's time for families and there's time for adults here and kids there for sure. It's definitely one of the things when I tell people like, you should come on a Disney cruise. All the adults are like, no, there's, there's too many kids around for me. Like, I don't, I don't think I'd had a good time. But like, honestly, if, if you like plan your day, right, you will only see like a couple kids mm -hmm. and it's, it's amazing how Disney does that. It's one of the Disney magic things. It's like, how do they make it so that you hardly see any kids if, like you don't if that's if that's not your thing, you can go be an adult and have an amazing time, and then just be like, were there even kids on that cruise? I had an amazing time just and, walking. Uh, around. And so, I will say it it depends on the cruise as well. I think some of the Caribbean ones probably do have more kids than you know, like the British Isles, Mediterranean ones, uh, maybe Alaskan ones as well. But yeah, there are um, other activities like karaoke. That's always a lot of fun. I did my fair share of karaoke for sure. Nice. Um, so that and um, they have you know again stuff for kids like kids karaoke and just family karaoke. I was a little disappointed by the the selection though because I had like going into it, I had a few songs in mind that I really wanted to sing because one of my main like belting in the car songs is Evermore from the live action Beauty and the Beast. Uh huh. Um, that is so they didn't have that. They also didn't have Lost in the Woods, which I thought was. A little odd since Frozen Two was a big phenomenon, yeah. But I know I settled for a good old go the distance. That's that's a tried and true. <laughs> a little bit of Roger, sure. a little bit of Roger Bart. I was gonna yes. make the joke a little bit earlier. We're we're past it a little bit now. I'll still make the joke that the only way that they got Brett Rutherford on the ship was to say he could avoid all the children, and then that was <laughs> what? Uh, that was how they were able to get him onto the ship for sure. But. You have this a very been... odd sense of my well-being and my, you know, interaction with with children of all ages. Like going, I'm very happy that they have their place and I have mine. Um, <laughs> See, I told you. Oops. Oh, what? Huh? I told you. What? Brett, do you? I, I, there was a bit of news recently about the Disney treasure. And so I wanted to touch on that. But I also wanted to make sure that if there was anything else that the four of us wanted to chat about before we start to wrap this thing up, that we do that. But Brett, did you have any other questions for either Matt or Jason or just a conversation about Disney Cruise Line in general that you wanted to hit? Well, you know, besides being on the ship, we get to go to other locations and the very special Disney Castaway Key. So, so any thoughts about that? Yeah. So, Go ahead, um, Jason. So, there's um, basically if you're on a cruise around the Caribbean, they usually make it a point to stop at Castaway Key as the last port. And that is Disney's, as of now, only private island, but soon to be another one with Lighthouse Point, right? Yeah. Look out, Bay at like Lighthouse Point, something like that. But it is, um, again, another one of those areas where there are plenty of things to do as a family there are plenty of kids areas and then there's also the uh, serenity bay area just for adults um there's a lot of great barbecue food there it's um it's really just everything that the cruise ship has to offer but you know in a beach environment uh, i'm not really a beachy person per se but it's there's still a lot of fun to be had there for sure that's awesome that's great. I, yeah I really enjoyed my time on Castaway Key. Now, uh, Matt, do you ever get to sneak off the ship in Castaway Key, or are you like oh. 
forbidden? Are you told, no, you can't bring your piano out here? Or uh, <laughs> what's what's the deal with that? Are you able to do that on some of your off time? Oh, yeah. When I, whenever I get the chance, I am on Castaway Key. Um, definitely on The Wish. So because so many people had booked their weddings for like the original opening days, opening months of The Wish, and then that got pushed... Um, kind of the contract that I was on was all the weddings just went and they said, here's, here's your 56 weddings that you have to play in eight months. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, and it's, I'd say probably half of them were on Castaway Key. Oh, uh-huh. um, so just, just on, on the little dock out by the beach and yeah, probably combined with all the ships, I've probably done 50 weddings on Castaway Key. Um, wow. and it, it's beautiful um and some of my best guest friends that i met uh mitch and annalise while i was playing on the opening cruises of the fantasy i was doing my disney love song set and mitch and annalise were the only people at the set and mitch proposed to annalise so we got to play for their engagement and then they phoned disney cruise line and said what ship is matt going to be on on this date we want matt to play wow and so i was on the wish and I played their wedding on Castaway Key. Oh, uh, that's incredible. So so I love Castaway Key for many reasons, but like definitely all the memories that are built into that place, like with cast members on our time off and like going for bike rides. I've celebrated so many birthdays on Castaway Key with cast members. Mm-hmm. And it's just it, it's a it's a lovely place to just just go for a break, sit on the beach or go taste some different food because a lot of the crew food is kind of the same from week to week to week to week. So it's nice to get off and have a, a hamburger or something. Yeah, Jason? Yeah, um, what Matt was saying about how his friends specifically requested him, that's another point that we haven't touched too much about is just the excellent service overall on the ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've, I've been to, uh, uh, you know, I've done the Mediterranean, I've done Alaska. Uh, one of the coolest ones that I've done is uh, Panama Canal. It was like a 14 night where you actually go through the locks of the Panama Canal, very unique experience. But honestly, all of that pales in, in comparison to the service provided by people like Matt, all the dining staff or, and crew, all the personal connections you make. That's what keeps me and all the other guests coming back, honestly. It, it's um, And I've done that before. You know, we, We've had an excellent server on one cruise, and the next one, we request them again. We've had the same ser- server for like three consecutive cruises. So it really is those, those relationships that you make and uh, that's that really speak volumes as for the um, the Disney magic on not not necessarily the cruise ship, just that one. But you know, it speaks for Disney as a company that um, they really make that experience for the guests. To, just to take on to that with the amazing cast members, like when I get. A contract i don't know who else is going to be is going to be on that ship as as a cast member um so there have definitely been contracts when i've gone to a different ship like the wonder and i seen a friend who was working on the fantasy months ago and it's like like we we all love each other we're all stuck on the same ship for four months at a time so like it's not just about making magic for the guests too but making magic for other cast members and like it's 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 real like i love it i love everybody that works there and plays it's so much fun 
That's well, that's great. so cool. And you know, like you mentioned that your love of Disney and wanting to work for the company for a long, long time. And I think that that story is true of a lot of cast members and just, it's great to have such a wonderful group of people willing to help us all enjoy our vacations and really fall in love with this, um, the, the Disney magic, like you said, Jason, more and more. So I did want to touch on a, a little bit of some news that broke a bit ago. And that is that we do have the Disney treasure coming. We knew all about that, but something that they keep sprinkling little things here. So they talked a little bit about Lighthouse Point already and how that's going to be opening in the relatively near future. But we did also hear that we are getting the Haunted Mansion as a lounge on the Disney treasure. And I got to tell you, I'm I am super stoked about this. I think that the Haunted Mansion is one of those properties that Disney has neglected to do something with in the parks for a long time. And I'm like, come on. I mean, they, they opened um, uh, Memento Mori and the line for that place is always out the door. It's always so busy. And it's like, give me a restaurant, give me a lounge, give me some way to interact with this property even more. And we're finally getting it on the Disney treasure. So I'm going to go to the cast member first. Are you excited? about the about the haunted mansion coming to the disney treasure and have you already asked for an audition for the disney treasure or are we not allowed to ask that um so yes and yes and yes and yes and yes and yes and it's so it's so funny that that news just broke so i just found out about from you about an hour ago or so because <laughs> yeah. um, i've been out and about all day today it's also so fortuitous because just yesterday i was listening to your interview with rolly crump mm -hmm. um and rest his soul, the magical yeah. man. Yeah, um, absolutely. But how 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 bizarre that that news broke just the day after I was yeah. listening to that interview. So mm. yes, I am I am so excited for the treasure because the wish was sort of the first the first ship in this new class of Disney ships. Um, and the treasure, a lot of, of the treasure is going to be the very same layout as the wish. Um, just with videos I've seen, pictures I've seen. They don't tell me any of the stuff that's coming up or whatnot. So I, I hear about it in real time with everybody. Like we all kind of had a hunch that Moana was going to be the main stage show, but then they officially announced it and we kind of said, I knew it, but nobody had actually told us. We don't know any of that stuff. But the Haunted Mansion, especially where it's going to be and the size of it, it's almost like, like Hyperspace Lounge, because I just think it's going to be in probably the same space as hyperspace mm -hmm. lounge yeah they did they did announce that it's going to basically be the same footprint same space as hyperspace lounge oh great so so that lounge is like in terms of square footage it's probably no bigger than the actual elevator shaft that you take in yeah. in haunted mansion any space on these ships are not there's many spaces but none of them are huge they're all very very kind of small but which is no problem if you see a space is filled there's dozens of other venues on the ships you can go to. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited for the drinks they could possibly have at Haunted Mansion. Like um, Hyperspace Lounge has the wall where you jump through space. And I wonder what they could do with that for Haunted Mansion. Hopefully they have the ghosts that follow you home and you see some of them in that screen. I think that would be very cool. But that whole ship is just going to be magical. And yes, I've already asked about my audition for the treasure. Absolutely. I'm already sort of mentally planning out, well, if I get treasure, they their maiden voyage is December 20th or 21st or something like that. So at Christmas, what, yeah. So with the rest of my year, how would that work? What would 
I be there? I'm already starting to mentally plan it. Sure. Um, if mm-hmm. I was, yeah, the auditions for the musicians are in January for the treasure. Well, hey, so, well, uh, break a leg in advance for that. You know, you mentioned that it's a small space, but my understanding is that they uh, already have 999 occupants and they have room for at least one. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. very good. Very good. As long as they fill in all the dead space in the center of the room. That's right. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, oh, that Jason, was good thanks yes. for that. Okay. So Jason, what do you think about this news? You avid cruise goer, you, <laughs> are you excited about the Disney treasure and a haunted mansion lounge? Yes, I am very excited for the treasure, but yeah, specifically with the Haunted Mansion, there's just, there's such rich storytelling in, in uh, the Haunted Mansion overall, in addition to the many different Haunted Mansions across the world. So I think this would definitely be a good good excuse to even further that storytelling and maybe add add some different layers. I don't, I don't want to say maybe connected to the um society of adventurers and explorers but you know mm, I, that would be cool. I i think that would be very cool as well but yeah I, I think it's it's just a way to keep imagineering fresh you know um to take an old attraction that's still you know, a fan favorite but modernize it and, and um yeah add to the story so i'm excited for that um the treasure like matt said it is basically the same exact layout but just from what I've seen, just honestly, just the, the colors of the ship make it seem like an entirely new ship with like that. Like, I think it's like a rich midnight blue um, in in the um, Grand Hall. Um, so, it, yeah. So like the wish is definitely like a more princessy regal uh, ship. But this, you know, with um, Aladdin and Jasmine in the Grand Hall, the, the statue there, I'm sure they're going to tie into a lot of like Peter Pan with pirates and also probably Pirates of the Caribbean somewhere. Mm-hmm. It, it um it it seems like it's it's gonna be a good time for you know for everyone. And, and again, a lot of it's um none none of the rooms, I don't think, like the lounges, I think they're retheming all those. I I forget which restaurants will be the same. I think Worlds of Marvel will be Worlds of um, Marvel in nineteen twenty three are the same. Arendelle okay. is becoming a cocoa themed restaurant. Yes. Mexican yep. And it's going to be insanely delicious. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think both the wish and the treasure are just examples of Disney listening to fans and seeing what's popular and then giving them more of that. And I mean, that's, it is, it's a business and that's how you make money, but they're doing that very well. They, like it can be a win-win. They can make money and people can have a good time. That's how it's supposed to be. Yep. Continue to take all my money. Right. Brett Rutherford, yeah. any thoughts I'll on, the, sure, on you know. the haunted and speaking of BR travel, uh, at <laughs> key to the world, not keys. You don't, you only have yes. one key. There's only BR one key to the whole world. Agent key to the world travel. We haven't had our episode yet, but I'm very much looking forward to that when all of us. Well, yeah. Cause then maybe I can again. learn, I can actually learn your full title. And if you could, that, please, so. that would be wonderful <laughs> since we're, you know, using this, as a promotional thank you well thank you for that opportunity for me to mention it but yes giving the correct name and all of credit Uh, just trying to trying to throw you uh throw you a bone there much like thank you the dog and the pirates of the caribbean ride i'm just trying to full circle make sure (laughs) that you're all set but go ahead any thoughts on the haunted mansion lounge i i i'm very much looking forward to experiencing that Mm, can't wait yeah it's going to be really fun another cruise yeah 
Yeah, I well, I'm definitely going to be booking that placeholder. I mean, let's be real, guys. You know that I am um, as soon as I'm on that ship. But it'll be like the first stop. It'll be like, do you want to make sure you can want to do like a last second brunch at Palo? And I'll be like, no, no, I need to go book the placeholder first. Stuff, so, um, but oh, it's that that's a, like um, just briefly, that's just another one of the changes that I really liked in, in regards to like the wish versus previous ships like the fantasy. So the, the fantasy, the um, guest relations they have just basically one long desk uh, on the same deck as the um, the atrium, but on the wish it's the deck above, and they basically have smaller kiosks spread oh, throughout. Cool. Um, so it, it again, it's just that imagineering that just um, helps to keep keep the flow of people going and not not have large masses of people gathering in one place. So there's just a lot of thought that goes into that ship. Yeah. Really smart. That's really smart for sure. So it's been just a, a ball talking about Disney Cruise Line with both of you. I have to mention, Matt, that uh, our audience can't see it, but I absolutely love your Silly Symphonies sign that's right behind you. Thank you very and much. So now what I'm expecting you to do is go ahead and pan your camera down now, and then that way you can play us out a Disney medley on your piano that's clearly right in front of you, right? Now, oh my I'm, goodness. I'm only, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I uh, mean, I, I, I would have done it. The, the sound is not hooked up as it should be for <laughs> Actually, it's funny. It's hilarious that I was just assuming. Like right Wait, now. Are you uh, actually in front of your, your there piano? Is no, <laughs> there is no piano that I can see. So I didn't even know that it would actually be there. So that's really cool. Uh, no, it just thank you for creating that magic magic for people. Thank you for, uh, clearly you've made a connection with our good friend, Jason here and to be able to like that story about the couple and wanting you to come back and play there. What, I mean, that's just like, that's just magical stuff that you get to do. So thanks so much for all the work that you do. That is just one of so many stories like that. I mean, like I love playing the piano. I love playing Disney music all the time, but the guests like a hundred percent make the job what it is. I just love it so much. And then seeing returning guests come back for cruises and like, that's the thing I see about 4,000 guests a week or so. So I, I might not remember everybody, but when somebody comes back onto a ship and say, I saw you on the fantasy in October, 2021. And it's like, I, I, I just love all that stuff. It's so much fun. Yeah, that's so cool. So cool. Well, it was so great to get a chance to talk to you all today. Brett, you got any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Mm, I'm ready to book a cruise or book someone's cruise. I don't know. <laughs> book someone's cruise. Yeah. Yes. Well, I hear Jason needs his 12th cruise uh, booked before he even goes <laughs> we'll on try. his honeymoon. We'll his, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. He, he he can sneak one in between now and I'm the sure, postponed yeah. honeymoon, for sure. <laughs> sure. No, it is great uh, talking to all of you today. And if this happens to be your first show, please make sure to go and check out all of our old interviews. Thanks so much, Matt, for listening to our Raleigh Crump interview and uh, listening to a bunch of our other episodes. But you can find those just by searching Beyond the Mouse. Of course, you can follow along with us on Facebook and all the other social medias. But on Facebook, we've got the Beyond the Mouse podcast pals group. And we'll certainly be talking about Disney cruise line this week and there and sort of all the other things that we have going on on the show it's been a really fun month of november and we're just really excited to get into the holiday season too it's just going to be so much fun moving forward here in the relatively near future too so for beyond the mouse i am craig i'm brett i'm matt and i'm jason and we will see you real soon, maybe out on the high seas on a Disney Cruise Line ship. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, please come away. Oh,
Please come nice. say hi. I will nerd out with you as much as you want to. Please come say hi. Can confirm. <laughs>